Welcome to the Centennial College Podcast Season 6, The Future of PR Looks Like Us. Join our team of students in the Centennial College Public Relations and Corporate Communications Program. This is the second of three episodes where we have partnered with the Canadian Council of Public Relations Firms to explore diversity, equity, and inclusiveness in the PR industry. We are looking at the past, present, and future through the eyes of experienced and emerging professionals and students who are interested in the profession. Last week, we showcased some of the Black pioneers that shaped the PR industry as we know it today. Today's episode is about diversity in PR's present. We interviewed communications professionals from diverse backgrounds and sectors. These conversations offer some perspective on DE&I in the industry and how it's evolving. Our very own Sarah Hyman sat down with Fatima Khan. Fatima is the Senior Lead of Communications at the Ontario Brain Institute. She brings a wealth of knowledge to the industry and her role. She has a Bachelor's Degree of Psychology from Brunel University London, a Master of Science in Risk Analysis from King's College London, and a Postgraduate Certificate in Corporate Communications and Public Relations from Seneca College. She's lived on three different continents, in three countries, and is working on learning her third language. And she says that her main drive is to help people make better decisions. How did you fall into <laughs> the world of PR? Ooh, um, so it, it was a journey. I think it was a journey. It was a more of a discovery journey in the sense that I wanted to do something that was meaningful. Um, and I, and I, like, I like to pick up new projects all the time. Um, so I felt that healthcare communications would be an interesting aspect because at the end of the day, it um, helps communities, it helps the general public. Um, I can convey an important or a positive message. And at the same time, healthcare is so broad. So I would be able to do a number of things at the same time. I wouldn't be stuck with the same thing over and over again. That's how I kind of landed with um, communications and PR and communications. And when you walked into your communications department, how, and you looked around the room, how diverse was the field? What did it look like when you walked in? Um, it's interesting that communications is, is diverse, is pretty diverse because I think, I think communications is, is a field for where people want to tell stories and, and tell them better. Um, and that's why it kind of brings in a lot of ethnicities and a lot of cultures and backgrounds. So that's good that way. The one thing that did surprise me was gender diversity. It's very women-centric. Not that it's a bad thing. It's awesome that there's a field that's like women-centric. Like if you, And maybe it's because women are more open to sharing feelings and sharing thoughts. And I think that's why they're better communicators as well. But that's the only thing that surprised me. But when we look um, higher up and we look into the C-suite, we see men, despite the PR industry being so full um, of women. Um, how, what are your thoughts on that? I think that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, it's overwhelming in the sense that you, you need to like one, any human being wonders what do you need to do or what, how do you need to get ahead? But at the same time, there's, I think it's important to be mindful of what are the factors that have played or have shaped that, basically. So women in general are still fighting for equality in in workplaces, um, whether it's like pay scale, 
Um, women are like a lot of women have started working and are working, but there is still that gap. There is still an unsaid gap that women are better leaders because they're considered more emotional beings. It's funny how their emotion is not seen as a personality trait or a leadership trait because now we know that emotional um, um, intelligence is a huge thing and that kind of plays a really important part in how the team dynamics of team structures work. It's true, but that doesn't mean it, it cannot change. It can change because you need extra, you need more skills, you need to be a little more immersed in your, your professional life. At the same time, it's about the, the simple nudges, like you nudge, you work within your organization to nudge executives and remind them that, hey, there's a little an imbalance here, do you notice that imbalance? Um, here's are the things that you can do, or here are the things that you were doing wrong, or maybe you've not put you, like you've not thought about these things. We usually gravitate towards people that are similar to us. And I, that, that's also true in leadership positions, like men gravitate towards having men on the round table, like the, the board directors of the round table. But that needs to change just because something is familiar and it has been done for a long time. It doesn't need, it has to repeat itself. It's a learning process and it does, it's not gonna happen overnight, but it has to happen nonetheless. So speaking of that and diversity, what is your definition of diversity and why do you think it's important for any organization, but specifically for PR um, communicators? Um, diversity can mean a lot of things. And I think um, we're still exploring and fully exploring what diversity means, but it also, it, it in, in a nutshell, core, it means diversity in terms of color, ethnicity, backgrounds, nationalities. It means giving everyone a fair chance to, to speak their mind or share their opinions, I think, at the end of the day. And why is it important to have diversity in PR is because when, as a communicator, you're, you're communicating to a number of audience and when, and audience is like, to, to take into perspective, audience is like hammered throughout your entire, entire certificate course. Like, who are you speaking to and what do you need to say to them? And, and so as communicators, you need to be able to know what words are the right words that would like touch your audience or convince your audience or encourage them to, to think differently. And as, communicator, as communicators, that's very important because we not only have different perspectives, but we have also language has a way of connecting to people in a very different way than everyday everyday words would be because you have like a cultural perspective you have you you understand the different influences a person have and with with diversity you're able to like tap into those influences to like move someone if anything and communication is about telling a story and hoping um, hoping for an ex a specific action so if you're not communicating in the right words to the right audience it's it's basically lost which is why diversity is essential, I think, in that sense. I agree. <laughs> As a woman of color in PR, can you speak to any challenges or any successes that you've had moving throughout the industry? I wouldn't say I've had any struggles per se. I think I was, I believe I was, I got decent chances in life. And even with my current employer's it wasn't, it wasn't relevant to them whether 
I was new to Canada or whether I wasn't white or whether I didn't fit to a certain subtext or whatever. It's for them what mattered was my qualifications and um, my analytical skills. But I'm, but I'm sure that's not true of the entire industry. I'm sure that's not true for everyone's life. Everyone has a different journey. Um, but I do know of other, of other friends and colleagues um, who are struggling. And it's not just in communications, but it's whether it's, I mean, if communications is a broad thing, but it just, it just struggling to get ahead in certain places just because um, they don't fit that certain box or that criteria. Early, early in my days when I had moved to Canada um, and I was like meeting, I was meeting people and I was trying to like do informational interviews and like to get to know the industry. There, there were some odd questions and I was like, how do you, how do you not see past that? Uh, I, re I remember a person who asked me if I could speak English and and I just looked at the, the person like, we're, I don't believe we're conversing in any other language right now. How do, you, how do you assume that I do not speak English or can write English since we're talking? We've been talking for the past 30 minutes. And I was just, and I started laughing because I, I, I think that that same person didn't realize how, how silly that was. But we all have these underlying um, assumptions about about people because they they they're either they're like born and raised in Canada and so, so that's only one I think that's one instant I always tell people about this it's like really funny and I and I still laugh I'm not offended at all I'm just laughing of how silly that person was to ask me if I could speak English when we were already conversing in English but I'm sure there are other there are other bad there are worse stories out there what do you think are some common mistakes that organizations make in their approach to diversity? My opinion is just my opinion alone, um, just to be absolutely clear about this, but some organizations go like, okay, we, we need to be diverse. So next time we are hiring people, we like the, a person needs to be of this ethnicity and this background and this color, but that's not how diversity works. It's a learning process. It, it comes with the fact that you need to train the organization to say, hey, we need, we should be mindful of these things, but at the same time, don't give a person a job just because they fit a box of that ethnicity, right? That's, I think that's an incomplete thing. You're trying to like, it's really important to, when organizations are, find, are looking to be more diverse, that merit is equally important because we want people to be role models that are worthy of being role models at the same time. It's just not like, yeah, I think that's one thing that most organizations do wrong. Um, and then the other one is like, they just got an audit and some people were asking about how diverse our uh, board directors are. And I think we need to like fix that right now. That's not how it happens. It just, it's like not a, a button that you turn on and off. And it Do you have any inspiring tips for young uh, BIPOC communicators emerging into the professional PR world? The gaps and how do we, how do we work to, towards filling those gaps and making sure the right people get the right job? I think one thing that we all need to do is be able to respond better rather than react. Uh, when people ask us questions and when people, and so when people ask me questions about my culture or my, 
about my life. I, I don't, I try not to like react and assume that they should have known something. I always try to like think back and give them a little context and give them a better response so that they don't feel shy asking those questions. Because half the time people don't know things because they're one, they're shy to ask. And then if they do end up asking a question, they don't, they feel, they feel attacked. Um, as, as, as a part of a community, it's our equal responsibility to make each other feel safe. And that's also the person who's asking the question and also the person who's answering the question. So I think as a, as a BIPOC communicator, I think don't react to something, give that person the benefit of the doubt, um, help answer their questions as best as you can, because you will be remembered for being calm and patient and, and collected with them that, and passion is absolutely important. It's essential. You should be passionate about what you believe in. But this is, this is how I think. You're talking to a five-year-old and you want to like get them interested in what you think, how you feel and where you come from. So I think that's one thing I would say. Don't, don't react, respond. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's still not easy. Like I say it, but it's, it's sometimes oh, yeah. you, it does rile up all your feelings in there. But yeah, I think it's an important reminder. Why do you think representation is important? There's no one way of life, I think. Um, and there's no one way of thinking either. Um, and representation actually helps us, helps us see that. Representation helps us identify that no, no one person has lived the same life or have the same life experiences and there's something to learn from each other. And because we went, and because we're willing to share those stories, we become vulnerable and we, we show another side of us that another person hadn't imagined or expected. I think that makes us much more kind and compassionate to each other. Um, also telling our stories just makes us all the more interesting. Like representation just, I think makes us more humane. I think the more you know about a person, the more you're willing to like, um, just be a little more kinder and more respectful for each other. There's no, there's one, no one way of life. And I think that's what representation teaches us. Next, a current student of Centennial CCPR program is Sia. She will be recounting her conversation with Megan Cox. Hi, I am Sia Papadopoulos, a Centennial College CCPR student in Toronto. I'm really excited to just jump in today's episode. I had an enriching virtual chat with Megan Cox, the manager of communications at Sportsnet. Megan is a McGill alumni who studied history in poli-sci. It wasn't until her fourth year that she started questioning her career after graduation. Her athletic background in sport led her to an interest in reporting and media in sports. Megan was quick to jump on an internship opportunity at Tennis Canada, where she played both a journalism writing role and a PR promoting and planning role. This role really encouraged Megan to pursue sport PR. Despite the PR industry being predominantly women, Megan was up for a challenge entering an industry that is dominated by men. She was led into another internship, a six-month internship at Sportsnet, and it was only six months after the internship ended that Sportsnet called Megan back. She landed her first position in the communications department and continued to climb the ladder upward from there. Megan has been a part of meaningful and successful initiatives over the years. She recalls and is proud of launching the Ryerson Sportsnet Inclusion and Diversity Initiative. 
The initiative gives funding to students who are pursuing journalism at Ryerson and identify as a visible minority, a person of color or a woman. The initiative was launched to empower the next generation of journalists in hopes to reflect the diversity in Canada. As a woman in sport, this initiative is quite near and dear to her heart. Another initiative Megan worked on that I was really excited to hear about was Hometown Hockey in Cree. I worked with OP, uh, APTN uh, to do hockey broadcasts, NHL hockey broadcasts in Plains Cree. Wow. So that was really exciting and interesting. It's the, it is the most amazing language. You're listening to it and you say, I, you're, you know how your brain always tries to identify with the closest? Yeah. I have never heard of it. Incredible. Wow. And the team that they have at APTN are so passionate about it. And it's a way that they're able to use their language to connect with the younger generation. Megan left me with some clear advice. She told me to make solid connections, both professionally and personally. Relationship building is such an important part of PR. Being a trusted advisor, a strategic thinker, PR is more than the definition encompasses. Next, we'll be hearing from Humzia, a current student of Centennial's CCPR program, about her conversation with Jeanette Holder. At the time of their conversation, Jeanette was the communications manager of PWC Canada. She is now a senior communications specialist at CAAT Pension Plan. So now I'll turn it over to Hamzia. My name is Hamzia Bawaziba, and today we will gain some insight into the world of internal communications. I spoke with Jeanette Holder, an internal communications manager at PwC. Jeanette graduated from Western University with a degree in media, information, and technoculture. A PR course in her final year piqued her interest enough for her to pursue a postgraduate certificate at Seneca College in corporate communications. With 12 years of experience under her belt, Jeanette has worked in spaces across the board, the Bay Street Law Firm, the not-for-profit, and now the corporate. She joined the PwC team in July 2019. A major organization like PwC cannot operate without a solid team of professionals. And how does one ensure that all employees are on the same page? By having a group of PR and communication professionals dedicated to internal communications. This is what Jeanette does. It's a great place to work, to be honest. I feel supported by my manager. I feel supported by my colleagues. Nice to be part of a larger team as well. Like not just me being the lone communications person or the most senior communications person. It's nice to have colleagues to bounce ideas off of and that kind of thing. One of Jeanette's proudest moments at work was the role her team played in facilitating the transition for employees from working in the office to working from home full time. The average age of an employee at PwC is 26 years old. People might be living in like small condos downtown with either roommates or on their own. There's a lot of people who are um, from overseas and might not have family. So making, helping them feel connected to members of their team in a virtual environment was a big accomplishment for me. COVID wasn't the only pandemic plaguing the world. Anti-Black racism has been impacting the Black community for centuries. The death of George Floyd spearheaded a litany of protests across the U.S. and the world. It also forced organizations to hold a mirror to themselves and reflect on their corresponding values and response. Diversity and inclusion has become a hot topic issue in many organizations. However, PwC isn't late to the game. They have a diversity and inclusion officer who sits on the executive level at the company. Following the civil unrest, leaders at PwC gave employees the opportunity to share their lived experiences with racism in and out of the workplace. They set up a task force to tackle challenges with their black community. 
They plan to take their key learnings and apply it to other BIPOC groups within the organization and other diversity and inclusion groups that exist. As a Black woman, Jeanette says she feels more empowered to speak up now than she ever did. And it's telling the stories, it's talking about it. Like, I think that for a long time, I was probably raised to like not talk about those types of things. And now it's okay to, to say things. And, you know, now is my, maybe my one and only opportunity for people to listen and that my voice, my voice matters. All of this boils down to trust. It is imperative that as a PR professional, we build relationships based on trust. Jeanette says being trustworthy is one of the biggest parts of the job. That is our currency. All we have is our integrity. The PR industry is ever-changing, and if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that adaptability and continuous learning are key. During unprecedented times, the importance of internal and external communications is only magnified. Finally, Sarah had the opportunity to sit down with Mubashara Faruqi. She's a recent alumni of the CCPR program in 2020 and is an active advocate for diversity within the industry. We'll let her tell you a little bit more about herself. Hi, my name is Mubashra Faruqi and I'm a communications fellow at Fleischmann Hillard High Road. And I'm also the host of Color Me PR podcast, where I interview women of color who are breaking the ceiling with what they can do. I also help lead IBC Toronto's Student Communicator Circle, which just launched in 2020 and is aimed at connecting students from across Toronto for professional development opportunities and really just to build a community of students. I think one of the things that I've learned from the guests on my podcast is that for really a very long time, there hasn't been a lot of significant representation in the PR industry or even the media industry. And that's something that kind of hasn't changed for a long time until recently, which, you know, of course, I'd love to give credit to our generation for helping bring about that change. But, you know, it, it's hard to speak on what exactly it was before, but I can say that I'm extremely excited to see the direction that we're going in now. So I myself am pretty new to the field of public relations and communications. So really only I can speak to the time from when I started my program in late 2019. And from what I could see from the beginning was that there definitely was a lack of representation in PR, especially in senior and executive roles. And, you know, Throughout your time as a student, what you think about is where you're going to land afterwards, what your workplace is going to look like. And when I looked around, I just really didn't see anyone that looked like me. I can say, though, that from the point in time that I started my career in PR, I've seen a lot of effort being put into diversity, equity and inclusion work, sometimes honest and sometimes a little bit surface level, but the effort is there and I think that organizations are finally beginning to realize the true value of inclusion within their workplaces and in their client work. I also think that communicators and especially communicators of color are now beginning to realize also the value of using their voices and the value that they bring to the table. I think we're learning to be a little bit more confident and find a community that can support us 
and understand us. And I think that's a really big step that's only going to get bigger as we go. So I'm the type of person that when I see a problem or a gap or a barrier, I try to find solutions. And sure, I, you know, experience those same levels of fear and hesitation that someone usually does when trying to change things. But I also have this sort of excitement and passion for bringing about positive change. And so when I entered the PR industry and realized that there isn't a lot of diversity, I decided that I wanted to do something about it. So right when I was in my communications program, I decided to focus some of my work projects on diversity work. And when I would network with people or even speak with classmates or teachers, I would let them know that diversity, equity and inclusion is something that I'm passionate about and that I want to continue into my career. And so, of course, in the work that I do on a professional level, I try my best to bring a diverse perspective and to remind my colleagues about how we can be more inclusive in our approaches. But I also launched my podcast for this very purpose. I, again, was terrified at the idea of putting myself out there and asking for people to join me every two weeks for a new podcast episode. But I also realized that, you know, if if I don't use my voice, how can I ask anyone else to? If I want people to feel inspired and engaged, I have to feel inspired and engaged and I have to do something about it. So really, what can I do to make the PR industry more diverse is by putting myself out there. And that's what I ask others to do as well. Honestly, whether or not there is acceptance in the industry or not right now, it doesn't matter. It doesn't lessen the value that people of color bring to the table. So like I said, while organizations are realizing the value of inclusion more, the fact is that there will always be space for more work to be done. And there will always be ways that we can make people feel more accepted for all of who they are when they're at work and when they're in their professional circles. So... You know, I I think that there is beginning to be a bit more acceptance in the PR industry, but there is a lot of room for there to be more work done to help people of color, diverse people feel more included and feel like they're part of a team that understands and values them. And it's not just about, you know, your internal HR processes and making someone feel like, oh yeah, you know, my religious holiday is being celebrated. That's great. No, it's about far more than that. It's about connecting with people on a human level, on checking in on them, on asking them what you can do to support them and help them feel included. And honestly, everyone benefits from that kind of acceptance and inclusion. So, you know, we we have to work hard ourselves to help bring that about, but we also have to remind our colleagues of when and where that's missing. And that means speaking up for ourselves, whether or not that acceptance is there. I think one of the really important things that our PR industry can do to bring about more inclusion is to really break down those walls between 
quote unquote professional and personal because the fact is that when you come to work you're still bringing everything with you you're still bringing everything that's on your mind that's happening in your life and that impacts the work that you do and it affects your mental health as well and so I think as workplaces if we begin to be more personal with our teams and asking them about their lives and their you know accomplishments and asking them if they need to take a minute to talk or to vent or just to connect I think that that will really help in making diverse people feel more comfortable sharing their experiences and sharing their journeys and also then sharing their insights because all of that brings about unique perspectives that teams may not have been considering before and that can be really interesting for them to know and really beneficial for them to know on a professional but also personal level it's just being more human with your team these voices represent the views of emerging and established professionals we hope their stories gave some insight into public relations and corporate communications as a good career choice for those who want to be part of an industry that embraces diversity, equity, and inclusion. We are challenging all PR professionals, new and experienced, to pay it forward, or PR it forward, by sharing your stories, acting as a mentor, and encouraging others to consider the possibilities and importance of a career in PR. Follow Centennial PR on Instagram and Twitter for more information on how to hashtag PR it forward. Join us next week when we have a conversation with established industry professionals, current students, and diversity educators to discuss the future of the communications industry and how we can strengthen it by advocating for diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. Make sure to subscribe to the Centennial College Podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify.